Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Crossword Smiles. Check it out. All right. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Tom and Chip from Crossword Smiles. How are you guys doing? Doing great. How are you, Chuck? Doing great. Excellent. I'm doing really good. And uh, Chip, I want to thank you because uh, you reached out and then sent me a copy of your debut um, for, it was called Pressed and Ironed, uh, right. which I gave a listen to. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I thought it was very refreshing for, for me um, to hear some music that kind of took me back to like um, early 80s. Um, I, I thought of like first The Replacements. Then I thought of uh, going back a little ways to Big Star. Then I thought I was, good. you know, heard some like kind of alt rock things that I heard in the '90s. So it was very cool to hear, uh, you know, music that I it was part of, you know, my um, my growing up experiences. It had that kind of come back. You know, I was prim- primarily a metalhead, but that was very refreshing, you know, to hear that music. And so I think you guys did a great job with that debut. It's fantastic. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Chuck. You touched on a lot of our, the things we were aiming for. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, the uh, the anybody that references replacements and Big Star and and our record in the same little bit, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. So we uh, uh, we made an attempt to to uh, to I think kind of what you were getting at. We wanted to get back and and reflect some of the things that influenced us uh-huh. and the records that we we just really fell in love with. Um, so those were some of our touchstones. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So how did you, how did the two of you get together and how did crossword, uh, smiles come together? And, and I'm also curious about the name. How did, how did that, who came up with that? Uh, well, I'll take this one. Um, right. so Chip, um, I, I also have a band, um, called the 46% and, um, I, I had made a record. Uh, well, it's, it all started with Songs of Movement, right, Chip? Yep. Yep, yeah, that was so, the start. Yep. Yeah, I made a record called Songs of Movement, and Chip played bass on some of the songs on that record. Oh, cool. And um, and we just hit it off immediately. We're just both massive music geeks and just like a lot of the same music. And uh, we, we could talk. For, I mean, we could sit at a bar and talk music for <laughs> an hour. I mean, two hours. Easy. Excellent. Um yeah, just it's just it's just you know you find those those kindred souls and and also just a great musician and really just blended well with what I was doing and and so that just kind of started with that he just did a couple he came to the studio and did a couple tracks with me on that record and then um, and then became basically part of the band uh, for the next record called Almost Ready for the Future that was in 2020 uh, he played on that whole record and um, and then um, we just started hanging out a lot more playing and hanging out and we um you know we i think we were at an ann arbor bar um after rehearsal one day uh-huh. uh, just because we felt like it and and we started talking i don't know it came out of nowhere chip was like hey i got all these by the way i don't know if i've told you this but i got all these songs that are kind of sitting around that i've written uh that are some are completed some are sort of half completed some are you know but i've got i think they're all good ideas and and um and, uh, and I said, oh, well, I've actually got some leftovers from the last two records as well, kind of sitting around that didn't really fit on the albums. Um, and we and we started talking about our love of shared love of a lot of artists like um, 
you know, like you were saying, a lot of early 80s influences, a lot of uh, bands that we just sounds that we just didn't hear anymore, you yeah. know? Yeah. Very cool. So, so how, how did you come up with the name Crossword Smiles? Yeah, we we, yeah, we we snagged that. You know, we, we did that the, the band thing where you like come up with, oh, you know, 75 different names and you start crossing them off and you <laughs> you get it down to 37 and you're like, oh, gosh, this is silly. We're, we're never going to come up with anything. And um, Crossword Smiles is actually a lyric from Dangerous Type from the Cars. Oh, wow. I want to crack your crossword smile. Very cool. And and I I don't know if I was out running with my little my iPad on or uh, uh, iPod on or or whatever, but somehow yeah. that jumped out at me, and I was like, "Oh, crossword smiles! What a cool <laughs> kind of cryptic, you know?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, and 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 honestly, Chuck, a lot of it is like you know that first list of seventy five names. Yeah. You start looking at it and you go look on Bandcamp and there's already 17, <laughs> you know, of the pencils or whatever out there. Right. You're not going to be able to use it. So uh, literally like, like 50% of the names are taken. Yeah. yeah. You have to come up with something that's, you know, two words put together that just don't go together right. to, to get uh, something that hasn't taken been taken already. So uh, but it was fun. It was cool. But as soon as soon as 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 always with happens with these name things where it's like you go through all these names, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's all right. That's a, oh, that one's taken. And then finally yeah. he crossword smiles. I go, that's it. That's, <laughs> it. that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. So uh you guys talked a little bit about um having songs that you um were either you know sitting in the hopper or partially completed. So what was the songwriting process like for you guys to, to make the album? Was it, um, you know, Chip or Tom come up with, you know, a full fledged tune and then bring it to the guy and kind of hammer it out from there? Or um, did you cut and paste from different tunes that sounded like the, the riffs could go? How, what was that process like for you guys? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would say out of the 10 songs that, that are on the record, there, there's probably maybe two, two or three that were, were not, nothing was fully formed, but there, there, there's a couple of tracks that were, they were pretty far along. Um, Tom is, Tom is super prolific. He, he's always recording. Um, and, and he's, he's one of those guys that can play, you know, whatever, whatever you need to play. So he can put together a demo you know, that sounds pretty close to a, a recording, um, you know, drums, keyboards, guitars. He's a great singer. Um, me on the other hand is, is I'm pretty limited to my, my engineering skills. So, um, there were, there were, there were, there were maybe half of them were probably only half formed. Okay. And that was probably, and Tom and I have talked about this. One of the more enjoyable things about the whole record was just the organic process of sitting across from each other with an acoustic guitars, you know, acoustic guitars and saying, you know, Hey, that I really like that part. Cool. You know, does the, you know, and the, the bit about, does this need a middle eight? Maybe, maybe not. Let's right. try and find one. And, you know, it, it was very organic. That was, that was a true joy, uh, bouncing stuff off of each other. So awesome. yeah, very cool. It was and, so fun. It was yeah. really fun because it was just so collaborative and, and both of us were open and not precious about our ideas and which is huge. Cause some guys, yeah. are like, no, 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 this is the way it goes. 
that we were like, no, that's, you know, how about this? Or how about we change this? And even, even songs like Chip was saying, even songs that were pretty far along, we changed around, uh, we changed arrangements, we changed different things about them, lyrics. I mean, so really everything got kind of rebuilt and I think it was all of it improved because we were collaborating. So very cool. So uh, I need to know about the girl with a penchant for yellow. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where did that come from? You know what? what? The inspiration for that. Yeah. You know, Chuck, I am a guy that uh, I, I, I'm, I scribble down little notes or type it into your phone or do whatever. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really a guy that, that a word, just a word can grab me and, and, you know, Michael Penn is a guy, I don't know if you know Michael Penn stuff, but some of his, his lyrics are just, are just so, I don't know how he comes up with something, yeah. you know, to, I was, again, I'll revert to my running thing. I was r out running and it was a, the riff and the raff, I'm going to mimeograph and, and, and things like that. So, so I'll hear a word right. and I, somewhere I heard penchant and I'm just like, oh, I got to write that down. That could be something <laughs> that could turn into a song. And then, um, Tom will attest to this. You know, we play with some other guys, um, a, a couple of guys that are re rehearsing to to play at the record release show. As a matter of fact, okay, cool. Um, but I have a tendency to to I have no shortage of story songs. <laughs> so you know the you know Jen and Brad and um, uh, you know just trying to tell a little bit of a story and and bringing just enough of it autobiographical to it that yeah. that there's a little bit of it in there but uh yeah i had written down penchant at some point uh -huh. and uh that's how that was the germ of the idea so you oh, just don't see that word in a pop song very often penchant. no no and yeah i, I was going to mention that i love the lyrics in in your guys's songs i oh uh, awesome it, it they um there's definitely that storytelling aspect, you know, the kind of a singer songwriter thing, but put to the rock music, which I, I love because while I do, you know, like singer songwriters, um, I don't know, sometimes the, the vehicle of that music doesn't, doesn't jive with me. Um, right. but the way you guys do it was fantastic. And, um, yeah, I just, I love the lyrics. And another song I was thinking about is parallel lines. Um, love that tune. Thank and you. was also curious about what was the inspiration for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll take that one. Th that one is, uh, uh, that one's like the true Frankenstein on the record. <laughs> um, because <laughs> that, you know, if, if we worked enough on a, the, it's probably the song we did the most moving around on in, uh -huh. in, and trying different things and different, uh, adding and subtracting different things. Um, inspiration for, for that was, um, a Freddie Johnston song. Freddie Johnston is a, is a great songwriter and Tom and I both really, really dig his stuff. And the weatherman thing, you know, he's got a song, um, uh, the mortician's daughter. Okay. And, um, that's about that's about as close as I can get to why what the inspiration was for it, but but um, the talking part about the weatherman just kind of came out, and I think Tom really gravitated that he liked he liked the 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 melody. It's just it's a fairly unique, yeah, uh, vocal melody. Yeah, um, and um, 
that song in the studio, I would tip my hat to Greg Addington, who who produced that song. He produced a couple. Him and John Lowry produced a couple of the songs, but but Greg came up with uh, that Slinky keyboard um, um, the intro. And I remember Tom and I the first time we heard it, we were like, "No way are we going to use away. that? No, there's no way that's <laughs> yeah. going to work." Yeah, we were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> And then uh, just over time, that thing, we're like, oh, I, 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 I kind of dig that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I, I like uh, the most about that song is it's, it's re- I, again, you know, a lot of times you can hear a song. And it's like, oh, that kind of reminds me of, you know, this song or that song yeah. or this artist or that artist. Right. Um, I, th- I think we really found a fairly unique song there. Um, yeah. Sound wise and arrangement wise and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it was when we were rehearsing it. It just has that beginning that eh, eh, it's just two chords, eh, eh. <laughs> and we just kept playing these two chords over and over. And it was cool, but I was thinking, hmm, so it needs something. It needs something. And when Greg did that little Rhodes thing over, it was like, oh. At first, it like like Chip said. At first, we weren't sure about it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I went, oh my god, this is awesome. That's yeah, cool. and then uh, you know that the 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 Tom plays the guitar solo on that, and you know when we heard him play it in the studio it was just like that's it sounds like larry carlton on steely dan record or something yeah it's so yeah. cool yeah so uh more it's got a little bit of playing, kitchen but... sink to it yeah. yeah i think it was more the tone of it like it's for some reason we got that reeling in the years tone somehow right yeah yeah very cool yeah, for sure awesome so what are your uh each of your favorite tunes off of the album can you pick can you pick one you go first tom oh man um Oof, it's tough. It's like they always talk and say it's like picking children or something. <laughs> but uh, I just, I don't know. I, I really, um, uh, October Leaves, for some reason, that just came together so easily and so quickly. And at first I didn't really think it was much of anything. Huh. And um, uh, and it just turned out, I thought it turned out really atmospheric and really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and um uh, let's see. Um, oh man. I mean, obviously we just talked about parallel lines, uh, feet on the ground kind of came out, like you said, sort of like, I don't know, all shook down replacements or something, which I was like, wow. Okay. That's kind of cool. That was kind of fun. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. That's, that's our, that's our heavy metal tomb, Chuck. It's, it's no battalion, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but it's, it's heavy metal for us. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then I mean, walk softly with the you know with Dave Feeney's uh, slide guitar. It just poof oh. that he just makes that song, and that was actually it was interesting because with Chip, this is another collaboration thing where even when the songs were kind of in their finishing stages, we were still talking about why don't we change this or do that or, and we would just be communicating all the time. And one Chip yeah. called me one day and just said, "I hear a pedal steel on this on walk softly," and. And I was like, oh my God, you're, that's a great idea. And so we called up Dave Feeney and who we've, I've recorded, you know, we know recorded yeah. with. And, um, and he, uh, he, he, he said, no problem, no problem at all. And I sent him the track and literally like two minutes later, he had this beautiful pedal steel on it. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So that's and, a couple. And I, I would, I would bounce in there that, that where's the sense um, <clears throat> is, is one of my favorite ones. And that one probably for me, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the go-betweens 
and Grant McLennan, uh, his solo work in, in writing that song, that was something I was really aiming for. And I think we, we did a really good job, uh, pulling that off. So I, 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 I'm really happy with the way that one came out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, one thing I like to ask folks is uh, kind of going back to their origin stories and uh, through music. And one of those questions is, what was the very first album you bought? And, and what, what about that album made it uh, intriguing for you? Wow. Hmm. And you want, either one of you can go first. Yeah. You got that. Do you know, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I always, I can't, it's like I bought a couple records that yeah, I can know what the first couple were. It was like, it might have been Queen, Night at the Opera, um, Cars Candio. Oh, yeah, I love that one. And Get the Knack. Those were like very, oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So it was like 79 when I, I was like starting to really get into music. Like I was starting to like field music at that point. So and I was only 10 years old, but I was like, I want to go to, I remember by, begging my parents to take me to Scotty's in Summit, New Jersey to go buy these albums. <laughs> That's cool. Excellent. I, now, like, you, Dad, you I, had... Dad, I, I raked the front yard. Can I go get a record now? <laughs> well, and you had sisters though, right? You had sisters that were, were, were they into music, right? Didn't they get, yes. did they... my okay. oldest sister especially was into, she had a lot of like, I mean, she had all the Zeppelin and Stones and Pink Floyd oh. and. Nice. All the all the classic rock stuff. So I was kind of grown up on. I grew up on that stuff. Cool. But the first ones that I bought were sort of like the post punk. Yeah. Cars, the knack. Um, you know, all those. I, those were my band. The Pretenders. Those were like the bands I was like, oh, so into. Yeah. Yeah, I and I, you know, and I, my brother, I have an, I have one older brother, and he was not really a music guy. So my the first the, my first batch is a little more hodgepodgey than yours, Tom. <laughs> it, the you know I remember at Kmart, um, Jim Croce. I remember buying the Jim Croce's Jim Croce's greatest hits. Nice, uh, Kiss Alive. Oh, but yeah. but the <laughs> real the the real first one that I can remember riding my bike up to Kmart with my money and buying was for whatever reason was Curtis Mayfield the the, the soundtrack to Superfly. Really. Awesome. That's like, pretty killer. What? Actually, yeah. I, I have no idea what uh, you know. Freddie's dead was just. I, I don't know <laughs> if I had heard it somewhere or what. <laughs> but holy smokes. Um, but yeah, my favorite band probably was was the Police. Oh, so yeah. so when, when I when I if I get when I graduated, you know, to the Columbia House thing, it was like <laughs> I think pol the Police were probably my first favorite band. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was a late bloomer to the, my, my sister loved the police. Um, she also loved queen and I don't know if it was because she loved it. I didn't want to love it or, uh -huh. or what, um, right. but I just kind of ignored both of those bands for the longest time. Right. And then right. later on, I was like, why the hell wasn't I listening to this then? You know, like Jesus, <laughs> what's right. wrong with me? <laughs> right. Right. I, yeah. I remember I had regard, I had a tape, I'm you know, I had a cassette, a C90 of, uh, <laughs> Of yeah. Outlandos to Moore and Regatta de Blanc. And it was just like those, I just would just flip it over and just, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, it was oh, in my yeah. Walkman a lot for that. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, uh, sort of along that same thread is um, what was, uh, what inspired you to want to play music? Was there a person, a, a band, or just somebody that really influenced you to want to play music, but then also to like get into a band and perform? 
Um, Tom, maybe we'll start with you. Wow. Um, that's a good question. Um, it's just, it's so hard because there's so much, but, um, uh, I would say that, um, you know, I, I, it's interesting cause I was, I started as a drummer. Oh, so, okay. um, I just remember when the first Foo Fighters album came out, I remember being really inspired by that because I thought this guy is a drummer. Yeah. He's known as a drummer. He just came out and basically wrote songs and sang and played all the instruments. Um, I remember being pretty inspired by that record. Yeah. Make it and maybe and thinking that maybe I could do that too. Cool. Um, you know, and also the first, any, any, the, all the first McCartney record, um, the first, uh, a lot of Todd Rundgren, like I, I was really inspired by the guys that could do it all. Yeah. And I, I just remember thinking like, that is so, so cool that they could do that. Yeah. And I remember feeling like I want to be that guy. I want to do that. <laughs> awesome. Chip, yeah, how about for, you? for me, I would, I, I would say a couple of, couple of, uh, couple of things. Uh, one record, particularly it was that first cars record for whatever reason. Um, yeah. you know, Ben Orr, man, what a great yeah. singer. Um, and the, that first record, those songs are just so good. Um, every one of them. Um, and then, um, I was barely put out a bad record. Yeah. yeah. And, and then as, uh, back to that police thing, you know, I, I think I, I wanted to be staying, you know, so the, <laughs> the bass, I gravitated to the bass. Um, I don't know that I, I, I was ever, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys that end up on the bass are, you know, there's, there's three guitarists in the band and somebody has got to play the bass <laughs> yeah. and that, that, that was not, I, I wasn't in that situation. I, so I don't know why, I don't know if I was, you know, four strings has got to be easier than six or, or what. <laughs> But I picked it up and then again, you know, if, if you listen to the police, you wanted to be staying. Yeah. yeah for pretty sure. much. Oh God. He made bass so cool. Yeah. 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 The the English beat shirt with the cutoff sleeves and the, yeah. the neck cut out. I had one <laughs> yeah. of those. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, you can't get any cooler than that. Right. No. <laughs> So if you guys could have a beverage, uh, beer, whatever, whatever um, floats your boat um, with somebody either alive or dead today, um, who would who would that be? Who and what would you like to talk to them about? Whoa, uh, Chip! How about Holy you? cow! Chip, you're still on the hot seat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy cow! I, actually, you know, I probably it would probably be Grant McLennan. Oh, cool! The, the guy from the Go Betweens, yeah. and. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with them at all, but two, two, two guys go to, to school, to college, you know, in Australia, um, uh, fairly nerdy, you know, literate artsy guys and, uh, can't play instruments, but they form this band. Um, and so, uh, uh, and Grant McClendon passed away when he was 40 in his forties. Oh, wow. so he's been gone. Uh, what geez, almost what 15, 20 years now, Tom, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so sad. Yeah. So I would love to, to, and, and so there's not just, there's not a whole lot of probing interviews and songwriting. I mean, there's, a, they've got a fairly rabid dedicated fan base, yeah. but, uh, in terms of, you know, some of these guys that have been around for a long time, 
you know, there's books about them. There's, you know, how to write a song by, you know, Bob Dylan or whatever. Um, and there's just so much information about them. McLennan's got a little bit of the mystique, uh, still out there that you, I would love to, to just sit and hang with. Um, so yeah, he's, he's one for sure. And I, 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 that's a great question. That is a super question. I love that question. So cool. It's a super uh, tough question, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to cheat. I got a couple in my mind. Yeah, um, go for it. Uh, let's see. Uh, I would say Alex Chilton. I would love to have a beer with that guy, even though I, I heard he's very, he was very ornery sometimes and might <laughs> blow me off, but um, and, uh, let's see. Um, Peter Gabriel. Oh, yeah. I've always been a big, I guess Good I one. just always loved his, I just always find his, him fascinating for some reason. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he would be uh, very interesting to talk to, but I, I think I would be super in, intimidated, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he seems like super intelligent. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, remember would... when you made that album, Peter Gabriel 3? I'd be yeah. like, Chris Farley. Right. <laughs> It was awesome. That yeah. was awesome. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Cause every time I've met somebody that I, I really admire, um, who's, um, uh, a well, you know, well-known in whatever their field is. I, I don't know. I, I lose the facility to, to talk and speak intelligently and just go, you know, hi, how are you? know. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I'd be in trouble with Gabriel. I'd be like, I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's the, that's like, that's such a good question because I mean, there's so, I can certainly think of some, uh, you know, some authors too. I would love, oh, to, yeah, for I would sure. love yeah. to sit and have a, a beer with John Irving or something. And yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I would love to have talked to Hunter S. Thompson. I know he's, oh gosh, yeah, um, you know, out there, but I, again, I probably would have been freaked out, you know, just being around him, but, um, yeah, yeah Kurt Vonnegut probably too. That would be a great, yeah. uh, oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, it's it's a fun question to think about because you know you like you said you can it doesn't have to be music it can be anything really any anything you're interested yeah in, you know music's uh, builders I don't know guitars yeah makers mine would be all music I hate to say it <laughs> <laughs> well in 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 and speaking of, you know I at least for me drawing uh, for lyrics. Uh, I, I, there's, I certainly find some things when I'm reading, you know, books that it's just like, oh, wow, that's a pretty cool little, little line there. I, I need to write, scribble that thing down. Right. Um, oh, that's, you know. that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Cause I read a lot of music bios and that's great, but it's not good for lyric writing. No, fix, <laughs> you got to go fiction usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, it's still in this kind of like, a foundational things um if you well actually not really a foundational thing if you guys could play anywhere in the world um where would you like to perform and who would you like to have on a show with you if you were going to do a concert somewhere and we'll start with tom oh i mean the first thing that comes to mind and this is sort of always been in my mind is the um because i so much of the music that i love comes from england so i would love to play in london in the uk so even just in the uk could be manchester it could be i don't know wherever and it's somewhere in the uk um 
that would be just my my dream is to play there just to just to go and go go there as a musician and play a gig there that would just be the ultimate for me yeah awesome and would is there any um bands that you would like to play with while bands. you're over there bands that i would play with um wow um Oh, that's that's a tough one. Like the, the uh that I could open for or would open for me or whatever. I guess either way, it's it's the dream concert. So it could go the green, dream, the bell, man. The dream concert, bell. or or you could bring them over with you. You know, they could be somebody here. So right, that's true. That's true. Um, oh man, <laughs> it's so hard. It's like I, I'm just like tripping over my. But like I mean, you know, XTC. If they were, if they, oh were yeah, perform, I don't cool. know. Yeah, if, they, if they're not, they're not, you know, they're no longer, but if they could, right. could make peace and get together. <laughs> awesome. It's funny. Cause what I was thinking is the same situation there. You know, I'm, I'm like, are they all alive? Yeah, they're all alive, <laughs> but I don't know. They would all get on the stage together. Right. Um, exactly. I, I would exactly. love to play CBGBs. Oh, oh yeah. that's a good, that's a good one. It, and have play with television. television. Oh yeah. And, and they're all alive. But again, I don't know that they would, they could stand to be in the same room with each other, but yeah, um, oh, that man. would just be, that would be a dream. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well cool. Chip, didn't you say you saw them later on and they were still amazing? Like they, uh, you know what? I actually, I, I, I saw them, uh, they, it was still the, 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 for that last, that, uh, self-titled record they came through and they were actually supposed to play the Michigan theater, but I don't think they sold enough tickets. So they ended up playing at the blind pig. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. Such an intimate wow. show, man. That's yeah. no, is it the blind pig? Yes. Yeah, it was seems... they were supposed to play it at the Michigan Theater. Wow. Um, but I and my wife still tells, you know, says we stood right in front of Richard Lloyd, and the whole time I was elbowing her, like, watch, look at what he's doing, look at his hands, <laughs> look at what he's playing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Some, some chemistry between Lloyd and, and Verlaine. That's just, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like Marty Wilson Piper and, and Peter Copas of the church. Those two guys. Oh yeah. my gosh. Totally. Talk about a dream team. That's yeah. a, I would, I would go to Australia and play somewhere and have the church play with us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, Chip, I hadn't heard the church yet. I'm like, come on. Yeah. There. Well, I, I was going to, when he, when he asked who I'd want to have a drink with, I don't, Steve Kilby did, would be eat me alive, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> So I'm Paul Kelly. They would just be a tough hang. I think. <laughs> like Alex Chilton, you're so unpredictable. You're exactly. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, speaking of shows, um, where, uh, what was the first concert you guys went to? Mine was Genesis at the Madison Square Garden, 1983. Wow! Awesome. Yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah, that was a good first show. That's yeah. Hell one. yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, like the, think, the, that was the mama tour. Very cool. Yeah, I think I, I think I tagged along to it, 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 again. Technically, I think uh, technically my first show was like my mom took me to with her to see Neil Diamond at Pine Knob. Um, and <laughs> Neil like, Diamond is you know such a yeah. great songwriter. Yeah, but yeah. as an eight year old or whatever, it was not my yeah uh, my first choice. But I think the first one I went and saw was probably. Oh, I should know this. This was in, yeah, I was in high school because uh, we went and saw, I think I went and saw three shows in high school that the first, the first year of concerts was Aerosmith, 
um, with ACDC opening up. Wow. Um, Foreigner. And then we saw Queen that year. Wow. Um, all at Kobo. All three of them are at Kobo. Very nice. So, Excellent. Yeah, Kobo. Yeah, that was a good a- year. Yeah. Chip has seen a lot of great shows. Like I like I used to I thought I went to see a lot of concerts. He's seen way more than me. And, and, he's, seen, and he's like, oh yeah, I saw Queen on the jazz tour or whatever. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Really? Did you seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pretty cool. I, awesome. I had a buddy, a buddy in high school, and we were both just music nuts. And then we both got into retail. So a lot of those were you know, hey, so and so's coming to town. You want tickets? Sure, I'll go see Lou Reed at Meadowbrook. Yeah, oh, wow. You know, Robert Cray, whatever, whoever came through yeah. town. That's you know, awesome. they, they were passing out tickets, so it was pretty cool. That's really cool. So if I had a time machine, uh, I would go back and see because um, uh, some uh, bandmates in that, when I was in Chicago, I had a band, and these guys saw XTC open for the Police. Oh man. Uh, yeah, and I, I, think was, I think it's the Zenyatta Madonna tour. Yeah. That was oh. at Masonic here in Detroit. Yep. I and you that. saw that too, right, Chip? Yep. That was it. That was Black Sea and Zenyatta. Black Sea. I mean, that's just like, and they said the XTC was amazing. I mean, like the police were great, but XTC was just as good. <laughs> I really didn't know who XTC was before that. I didn't, I, I wasn't familiar with those first couple of records. So, yeah. That's always cool when you go to a show and you know you don't know the the opening bands and you suddenly become a fan because you're like, I love wow, that. I had no idea. You that know? is so cool. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. that's excellent. It's a bonus. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of like concert, you know that was the first concert. What was the? What do you think was the best concert you guys have seen? I know that's really hard and, and changes over time, but um, you can throw out a couple if it if you want to, but. Um, how about Tom? What do you think? All right. One that sticks out for me, I always bring up is Paul Weller. Um, Paul Weller at, at the Metro in Chicago. Nice. Um, and he played it like he was playing the United Center. <laughs> and it's a pretty small place. And he was just, I mean, he was on fire. And he just oh, like holds content. And that, that's when I became a huge fan of his music across the board. I just, I walked out of that concert like that guy's the real deal, man. <laughs> he was okay. awesome. And uh, I was like, all right, I, I went and bought all the jam stuff and all the style council. I mean, I went nuts. I just went to be a huge fan. <laughs> that show awesome. it was just so good. Awesome. awesome. Um, and uh, obviously Genesis, when that first show, I, that made a huge impact on me. Love that show. Yeah. Um, i trying to think if there's another, another. Oh, Peter Himmelman. Oh. I don't know if you're aware of him. He, 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 he played a lot in Chicago. We used to go okay. see him anytime he came to town. Yeah, I've never heard of him. He was, man, he was on, he was so good live. Yeah, there's some people that just, just, just excel. You know, they can't, they, they have a hard time making a great record, but if you go see them live, they're just, they're just naturals at, you know, playing and entertaining and, and storytelling and whatever. Yeah. 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 He was, he was always entertaining. Every time you saw him, you'd walk out of there like, that was a great show. Awesome. Um, Awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A couple. I, I, the first couple that come to mind. I always refer to. Um, I saw Los Lobos at the Majestic, in, nice. You know, downtown Detroit, and yeah. it was, it was so good. I mean, you know, there were there were a couple of songs where you just you really felt like you were like levitating off the floor. <laughs> you were just on, hanging on them. 
you know, what they were going to play next or sing next. And, um, they were just so good that you just kind of floated there. You felt like you were just floating there watching them. And then, um, there, there, I don't know if you've heard of the the band, the call, uh, eighties band uh, had, had a slight, slight Christian contemporary Christian, uh, part to their, their, their lyrics, you know, it was nothing, uh, overt or anything, but the, the singer was easily Michael Bean was the most intense, uh, performer I've, I've ever seen. The guy was living, you know, living it up there. And he was just, they, they were just tight band, um, passionate, you know, intense singer, not, and, and not so that, I mean, he wasn't screaming at you and he wasn't, he was just, he believed, uh, with every, you know, thread of his body, what he was, he was putting out there. Um, it was really, really, really excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, you know, another show, sorry, one more that I thought I forgot about, but that it's so unfashionable, but (laughs) (laughs) Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, Oh, awesome. I saw them on their first tour after doing, and I didn't even really know who they were. And a, a friend of mine said, Hey, let's go to this concert. And I was like, all right, we went to the Vic in, in Chicago and they just rocked the house, man. It was like yeah. rock heaven. I mean, they, they were just, they rocked hard and they, and it sounded great. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is a, this is a really solid rock band. And yeah. I remember at the end, you know, it was like, they did all the cliches, like all the rock. Cliches. Oh yeah. They, everything that you'd want, you know? <laughs> right. Right. It wasn't quite kiss, but it was close. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. like, I remember the guitar player at the end, he was just doing like these power chords and all of a sudden he just takes his guitar, just drops it on the stage. It's <laughs> this humongous noise and just walked off. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, those guys I've seen, I've seen a lot a of great show. shows at the at the Ark oh, in, yeah. in Ann Arbor. Yeah, there's been a lot of really really good shows yeah. there. I saw. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna blank out. That. Michael Hedges. Do you know who? who oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Love yeah. Michael Hedges. Oh yeah. my yeah. god. Yeah, I saw him there because uh, this guy we knew was like, "Have you listened to Michael Hedges?" I'm like, "I, I don't know who he is," you know. And so he played. He could actually. So this dude could actually play sort of like Michael Hedges. And like, oh boy, that was his inspiration. So he's playing me this stuff. I'm like, what in the hell is this? And so then, you know, you get the CD and they're like, oh. And so, yeah, when he came to the Ark, um, the old Ark, he was there once and he was at the new Ark too. Right. Uh, I saw him both times. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That The, the Ark is one. Legend. Yeah. It's the Ark is one like of those. the acoustic Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was, I was blown away. I still am. It, I, love yeah, I mean, you thing. could, the arc is, it's cool. So cool. Cause it's just, you could go there any night and, yeah. and see somebody that's really talented. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I saw, um, and I didn't know him at all. But, um, a friend of mine said you should to go see junior Brown. Had no idea who the guy was and went there and I was like, Holy crap. That guy's right. good. Holy yeah. shit. The thing he plays. I don't even, that the staple together or whatever. Yeah. It's just a wild <laughs> instrument, man. Yeah. That's cool. And they used to call it Take a Chance Tuesday. I don't know if they call that that, that now, but um, there was a band from, I think they're from Texas. Um, oh, shoot. Now I'm blanking out on their name. Uh, it's like, it's Spanish for castle. Um, Del Castillo. Um, okay. And they do a little bit of like flamenco-inspired rock, um, but their guitar players are insane they were yeah. just so good and then the singer did some flamenco kind of inspired 
uh, vocals. Um, but then they would do like just kind of standard rock stuff. But I was just sitting right up front and just blown away. Again, the arc, you know, just yeah, just arc talented, is such a super talented such a people. It's yeah. like I, I saw the J. The, my favorite, my favorite arc show was the Jayhawks. Oh, cool! Oh, that nice. was. Wow. That was so intimate. It was just so great. They're, they're you know, because they already they sort of have an intimate vibe. And yeah. anyway. and then yeah. when they did when they did some of those understated acoustic songs, it was just like it was amazing. Yeah, so those two, was it was it Olson and Luris? Did you see? But were they together still? No, it was it was it was just Luris. Okay, yeah, yeah those harmonies on, from those first couple of records. Yeah. Holy crap! Oh God, yeah. yeah. That would actually be a really cool venue for you guys to play. I know you've got so you get um, your record release coming up i think january 6th is that january correct? 6th yes trinity house trinity house in livonia yeah nice. at eight o'clock with our, our good buddy uh chris richards um who i i played with back in the the 90s back down in you know in, in hamtramck uh we used to play with his band hippodrome uh, oh. all the time nice uh and he's gonna play with us solo so cool. uh it just it all kind of fell in our lap we were we were we were we had just gone out actually tom and i and our drummer ron and we're like we really should we really should you know christen this thing with a, a show <laughs> right and we're like what are we gonna do where are we gonna play and we thought about a coffee house show and that way we could keep it you know pretty low key acoustic thingy yep and uh the place we wanted to play has not fired back up from covid yet oh, okay. from live music whether they ever do or not but they they're, they're not doing live music so we were kind of you know set back and 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 a little bit bummed out about it right. and i got this email uh from from bill keith over at trinity house and he said hey are you guys doing any crossword smiles show and we said oh wow <laughs> yeah we are yeah. yeah we'd love to do one so um yeah we're excited we've got uh we fleshed it out. We got a couple of guys, a couple of friends playing guitars okay. with us, car guitars and keyboards, John Lowry and Greg Addington, uh, from a band called the hangabouts cool. are going to, are going to play guitars with us. And Dave Feeney's going to get up and play the pedal oh, steel. Awesome. Cool. And, uh, Chris Richards is going to open up and, and there might be some other, you know, surprises. So yeah, awesome. we're excited. Very cool. And so, um, did, uh, the, the, did, uh, I can't remember their names now that you mentioned them, but did they play on the album? I, I kind of, I know Dave uh, Feeney did, but yeah, Dave uh, Feeney did. Greg, Greg Addington plays uh, Greg, guitar on Second Guesser, guitar yeah. on Penchant for Yellow, plays some keyboards and guitar on Parallel Lines. Cool. Uh, yeah. And John Lowry plays uh, some keyboards on on Penchant for Yellow. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. I thought their names sounded familiar, but yeah just wasn't sure yeah awesome. they've got a cool uh cool studio and uh uh great musicians so we, we lucked out yeah cool really good. i've not been to trinity house what is that venue like oh man it's cool Chuck, you need to go yeah. there yeah yeah well, it's i'm gonna it's, see if i can get out to your show i'm hoping oh we'd love that yeah. um the uh the theater itself is really it's a really a cool little i mean you drive by you go down 275 and get up at six mile and you drive by it and it's a house it looks oh. like this house right next to the freeway and it's in the parking lot of like, it shares a parking lot with Buca de Beppo and oh. like a, a child daycare thing. It's a really <laughs> odd, odd, odd thing. But once you get inside of the place, they've, they've, uh, they like gutted the back end of the house 
and it's a legitimate, you know, stage with 70 seats. Oh, cool. And, um, they do a lot of, uh, bluegrass and folk stuff. Okay. Um, but like Bill Keith is a guy who, who asked us to play and I know Bill from, uh, from a couple of DJ, like radio DJ things he and I have done together. Uh-huh. And, and we have a, a, a little bit of a background in, in contemporary Christian stuff. Um, more of the rock stuff, Mike, uh, Mike Rowe and the 77s and, um, the choir and vigilantes of love and that kind of stuff. So that was our, our base. Okay. So he does get a decent bit of those, uh, that little bit of slant in there, yeah. but full blow, you know, the blue flowers. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Kate, he's a very Kate strong Hunter. proponent of, uh, Michigan awesome. music. Cool. Um, kind of like, you know, what you're doing here, which, cool. you know, hats off to you for all you do <laughs> oh, with your life in Michigan. Um, and cheers. I didn't, I didn't, what kind of beer are you drinking there? Well, so I'm actually drinking non-alcoholic beer, which is like, whoa, what the heck? Okay. Um, well, uh, so kind of funny story. I um, uh, I volunteered to do some research at U of M, um, uh-huh. and the research is like a double-blind thing. Uh, it's actually looking at psychosis, and they're doing uh, fMRIs um, and looking at um, trying to l- study the brain while you when you take Ativan. Um, which is a, uh, anti-anxiety med. Okay. And so, um, that medication has a, has nasty side effects with alcohol. So you're not supposed to drink two days before or two days after. So, okay. Oop, so gotcha. non-alcoholic, but I've got, uh, two roots, um, hells. And so I was actually going to write a, uh, well, working on a, um, cause dry January is coming up and I was going to do like a review of non-alcoholic, uh, non-alcoholic beers. Okay. Um, so far, I gotta tell you, they don't compare to like real, real. Beers. <laughs> and, and and they say like you know I had this one that was supposed to be a juicy IPA, another one that was supposed to be a stout, and they all kind of taste the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. either, either my palate's gone or or I I don't know. But uh, well, so we're gonna, I'm got. gonna turn the tables on you, Chuck, and ask <laughs> you for your your three favorite Michigan beers. Oh man, uh, so yeah. that. That's a that's another one that changes uh, quite a yeah. bit, um, but uh, I can easily say that um, you have to go to the pub to get it. It's uh, Ogma Brewing in Jackson. Uh, they have a uh, so Troy, who used to work at Dark Horse, is their brewer, and he does uh, some fantastic IPAs. He's got he's done some nice sours and some good stouts as well, but. Um, the Doomclaw is kind of the go-to IPA that he's, he's got going there. Super good if you like IPAs. Right. Uh, fresh, clean. I'm um, taking notes. Yeah. We're, we're so both that, taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> so that okay. place that place is super cool. It's a, it's a cool brewery. Um, it's very small, but it's uh, they've got good food there. Um, good selection of beers. So Ogma. Um, as far as like... Uh, one that we just had that I loved is uh, it's called Five Hooligans and it's by City Built, and that's it, City Built's in Grand Rapids, um, sort of the northern end of Grand Rapids. Um, it's a great um, that beer is just it's it's supposed to be a New England style, um, but it doesn't have the which I. I have a kind of a love hate relationship with those. I love 
um, IPAs. Uh, I love a bunch of different beers, but um, it doesn't have, sometimes those uh, those uh, New England beers have kind of a strange aftertaste to me, like a kind of an astringency um, mm-hmm. that I don't care for. Um, but this doesn't, and it's so good. It's, you know, tons of, and it's another cool thing about it. It's got a hops in it called befuddlement. Which oh, I'm nice. Like, yeah. I'm like, cool. what the hell's befuddlement? So, <laughs> and apparently it's supposed to have like sort of a bubblegum flavor. I don't know if I got that out of it, but it was good. And then uh third one would be Arvon Brewing. And that's another one uh, over in the, pretty sure they're in Grand Rapids or that area. Um, they do a lot of sours. Um, they do a lot of beers with lactose and they've got this one that's called the chocolate dip. Um, and it's basically raspberry chocolate comes up. You got this huge raspberry flavor in the beginning and then the chocolate and it's, it's fairly sweet, less sweet than sour. Um, you know, kind of a little tartness, but it pours out because of that lactose. It's like a shake. It's super thick. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a fun beer to so so there's there you go three yeah cool <laughs> just slip Excellent. on it right just, you just you can just slip on it all night yeah oh yeah 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 but you know you wouldn't want to have like you know two or three of them because I think it would be too much right yeah but it's just a great beer to have in the evening that's, yeah that's how I went the Jolly Pumpkin the the sours I you know it's, yeah it's it, you can't have you can't have more than two yeah. Well, I actually just did a, a review of like holiday beers and Jolly Pumpkin's Noel is on there because I, oh, cool. I thought that was a great one. So all right, bonus for the holiday one. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what my favorite one is, even all though right. you didn't ask me. Yeah. Um, uh, Greenbush, uh, Brother Benjamin. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a great one. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, it's been my, my favorite for a while now. Um, yeah. Just a little bit of honey, you know, taste to it. I just really like that one. Yeah, that that one's fantastic. Uh, actually, you know that that place is really cool. It's um, it's kind of a hall, but the, is, that's in Sawyer, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't been. I I've got a couple of friends who have been. Yeah, and, and said it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, um, I got to yeah. get out there. Then. I could, I could. So, like music, I could talk about music. You know, like almost all night, and I could probably talk about beer too. You probably could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we really appreciate you, man. Cause we, I, we always talk about this, how like, you know, we work really hard on the record and we put a lot of time, energy and sweat and money and all this stuff into making the album. And we just appreciate people like you or who, who, you know, who are doing their best to, to, to help us out as far as getting the word out. So, well, well thanks man. I mean, I, I, so I'll be honest if I, cause I get other music, but I sometimes don't review it because I don't like it. And, um, it, and it's, I shouldn't, well, it doesn't appeal to me. Some music doesn't appeal to me. They're like, you know, not everybody gets into everything. Um, like, I don't like reggae music, so I, I just can't. So sometimes, but I really liked your album. And uh, I guess what I'm saying with that is that um, I tend to write about and promote things that, that I enjoy. Um, but that may not necessarily be the best way because, you know, everybody's got their own frequency of, of things they like and enjoy. Um, but I appreciate and, and thanks for the, the kind yeah. words. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's it's great to have uh, uh, people like you out there. Yeah. Well, thanks. Very appreciated. Thanks. Well, it's, you know, um, it's sort of a, uh, what am I trying to say? I guess I understand where a lot of musicians come from because I used to play in a band way back, you know, in the 
caveman days. Um, so I understand what that's like to create your own music and you want people to experience it. And I'm also always shocked when people are like, Google for some huge band, right? Um, but they have no idea all the great local talent they could go see every day of the week almost right. in Michigan. So and true. <laughs> you could yeah. walk into so many places and see so much awesome music. And then you could go online and buy it. You can stream right. it, whatever you want to do. But um, I just feel like almost a little bit evangelical about just get out there and listen to that. You know, get right. out of your rut of the things you listen to in high school or whatever, right. go find some of this stuff right. Right. <laughs> and, right. and listen to it. And it's awesome, you know? Yeah. yeah. Experience it. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I love, I love being able to find guys like you, um, lots of great local talent to then put out there and say, Hey, check this out. You know? Yeah. Guys are from Michigan. Come on. People. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well guys, I really appreciate you being on fans with bands. I've got actually two more quick questions for you. Okay. Um, the first one is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza chip. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm good with, I'm good with it. Yeah. All right. I'm down All with right. that. I remember actually Chuck went back when, when, um, my wife and I got married and we had our rehearsal dinner and we had, you know, pineapple and what? ham pizza. And my mom awesome. was like, what, <laughs> you know, the end of the world is not far off. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh yeah, definite yes for me. Awesome. I'm um, also a yes. Oh, all right. Excellent. Good. Well, it's good that you guys are on the same wavelength, you know, because otherwise it could be a problem. So that's right. right. <laughs> and broke up. Yeah. Right. We're done. And the other one is is you know, we're we're closing in on the holidays. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or no? Tom. Yes. Yes. All right. I'm I'm it it's Christmas is all throughout that movie, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other way on that one. <laughs> Although I'm not, I'm not a, I'm just not a big, I, I, I don't know that I've actually even sat through thing. I'm not a big action <laughs> yeah. movie guy. Period. So. <laughs> yeah, that one's, uh, it's almost ridiculous. Uh, it, it's almost a comedy, I think. Well, I think it, in parts it's supposed to be a comedy, but right. other times you're just like, this Took is so, so ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so over the top. Ludicrous. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I do love the, the evil guy in it, though. What's oh, his, yeah. Um, yeah. Pure evil. That guy's name? good evil. Franz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Franz. Yeah. No, Hans. 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 That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, well, listen is, here, Hans. Yeah. Isn't that Alan Rickman, I think? Yes, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. he was he was fantastic. All right, well, early guys, Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys. What's your, what's your so I, okay, oh yeah, I have to ask you what's as far as action movies are concerned. What would you say are like the cream of the crop? Cream of the crop action movies. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know. Um, wow. Uh, oh, so um, the Daniel Craig uh, series of. Um, 007 movies, I think. With I keep um, hearing that. I've never seen them. I keep people keep saying how great they are. The the first one, I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, Quantum of Solace, I think, is the second one. Um, but the very first one that Daniel Craig does is fantastic. It's yeah. the action in that thing is crazy. And then the other one is the um, the very first Bourne movie, uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
those, I mean, I, I really could watch those just about any time. I just love them. They're just, you know, again, sort of on the, well, born less on the ridiculous side, but some of the 007 stuff, you know, it's like, how is somebody doing that? Right, you know? right, exactly. <laughs> Too far out. Right. right. So, yeah, those, those, those would get my votes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, guys, thanks again for being on Fancy Bands. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, Chuck. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and so I'll try to make it out to the January 6th show, but if, uh, but if I can't, hopefully everybody will get out there. I'll be sure to share it on social media to hopefully get some folks out there to check you guys out live. That would be cool. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you All so right. much, Chuck. We appreciate it. All right, cool. All right, man. All right, see ya. take care. Take it easy, Chuck. Bye. See ya. Thanks to Tom and Chip for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. I really enjoyed talking with them about their new album called Pressed and Ironed, which you can pick up on Big Stir Records. If you get a chance, head over to Trinity House Theater for Crossword Smiles record release party happening on January 6th. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.